Welcome to the Lose Weight, Live Life podcast. If you're someone who would do anything to lose weight, yet finds it impossible to stick to a diet, to eat less, or just what you think you should, this podcast is for you. I am your host, certified life and weight mindset coach, Claire McKenzie. Listen in to learn how to stop overeating, lose weight for the last time, and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, all without diet deprivation and self-sabotage. Hi everyone and a very warm welcome to this podcast episode which is another throwback episode for you. Today we're exploring Christmas thought errors and a couple of other things. First I want to take this opportunity to thank you for being here and listening. I so love that I have the opportunity to share with you my thoughts and beliefs about what it takes to create a relationship with food that you love and help you be the weight you want to be and be your healthiest possible emotional and physical self. You so deserve to live your best healthy life. And if I can make each of you just help you make one just one small change so that you take better care of yourself and align your food thinking with self-love and health thinking, I will be very happy. And secondly, you're invited to join me in our winter 2024 weight mindset coaching experience, overcoming overeating and emotional eating. Registration opens on the 27th of December and we start on Sunday the 7th of January at 7pm. So if you feel like you would do anything to lose weight and yet you find it impossible to stick to a diet, to eat less or just what you think you should, join us for a week of discovering how to create a relationship with food that you love whilst losing your weight for the last time. Now this is for you if maybe you self-sabotage and you don't know why. Maybe you don't have enough motivation or willpower. Maybe you're disappointed after regaining weight you lost on a diet previously, or you want to stop emotionally eating, or you're just frustrated because you know exactly what to do to lose weight, but you just can't do it. So when you register, you get access to um, seven days of weight mindset coaching, insight and support. You get access to the Overcoming Overeating Mindset Coaching Workbook. You will get live coaching and access to the replay site, which includes getting access to replays on private podcasts. And you also get to join the Lose Weight Live Life Facebook community as well. Now, if you're on my email list already, you will be notified by email. And if you're not on the email list, then do go to www.thebestyou.coach forward slash resources and sign up for the six strategies for overcoming overeating guide and that will get you on my email list and then you'll get invited to join us and it's totally free no hidden charges no credit card required so let your friends and family members who may be interested know and then you can support each other during the mindset weight coaching week experience as i said we start sunday the 7th of january And so then I just want to wish you a Christmas filled with love, love for yourself, your friends and family members, love for those celebrating with you and love for those who are no longer with you. So whether you are thriving or surviving this Christmas, please take the very best care of yourself and enjoy this episode on Christmas Thought Errors. Take care and I'll see you soon. Christmas thought errors that result in you gaining weight, maybe feeling sluggish or just not quite your usual self over the festive period. Okay, so let's dive into today's episode. So what if I told you that the reason that you, me or the average woman gains weight over Christmas has little to do with the parties and the celebrations and the special Christmas foods available to us and far more to do with our thoughts, mindset and beliefs about Christmas itself. 
our thoughts about Christmas parties and celebrations, Christmas food, our thoughts about family members and friends who we see at Christmas, and the perspective that you maybe have on your life throughout the rest of the year as well. Now, a crucial first step in creating the relationship with food that you want and losing your weight for the last time is massively increasing your awareness of your current default thinking. And Christmas is a great time of year to do this work because things tend to be a little more, shall we say, extra and tend to let loose a little more at Christmas time. And that can actually help us identify some of our default thinking patterns. So what we want to do is to identify the thought that create the feelings that fuel the action of you eating things that are not aligned with your weight goals, that are not aligned with you being the person who doesn't overeat at Christmas. And I thought it would be useful to break those thought patterns into five areas. Now, there may well be more, but I figure these five will give you a good idea of where to start out looking for your thinking patterns that are the foundation for you being the weight that you are and having the relationship with food that you have. The only thing you really need to change to not overeat at Christmas is your thoughts. Now, when you think differently, you feel differently and it becomes easy to handle Christmas like someone who doesn't overeat because they or you don't overdesire food. You become someone who doesn't eat to be polite and someone who doesn't eat to suppress emotions and nor do you eat for comfort. And once you have an awareness of how your thinking is creating your relationship with food and you see and understand everything that's happening for you, it's not that difficult to enjoy the foods that you want to enjoy at Christmas without overeating. So here are the five categories of thoughts that I think show up the most often for people around Christmas time. Not all of them will resonate for you, But if you have a tendency to overeat and gain weight at Christmas, then I'm guessing that at least one of them will. So number one is your thoughts about foods that you love and Christmas. Number two is your thoughts that create feelings of stress and overwhelm at Christmas time. Number three is your thoughts that leave you feeling sad and lonely at Christmas. Number four is your thoughts that lead you down the path of least resistance. And number five is your thoughts that are so much a part of you that they have become habitual. Okay, so let's dive into number one, your thoughts about food and eating and Christmas. Do you think, believe even, that it's normal to overeat at Christmas? And if so, have you ever stopped to think about why you think that and if you want to think that? A couple of years ago in the office of a startup tech company that I was doing some work for at the time, There was a competition organized by one of the employees to see who would gain the most weight over Christmas. It was organized by a gentleman and it was mostly other gentlemen, I think, that participated. And essentially the winner was the person who gained the most weight over Christmas. And this was seen to be something to be celebrated. And I think the prize was some beer and a ginormous bag of pork scratchings. And it was all seen as a lot of fun and it was a little bizarre, I think. And it illustrates how we as humans in the world in which we live today have normalized overeating and eating to excess at Christmas time. And I think we even possibly become a little deluded about the fact that Christmas excess and overeating is a good thing. Eating in excess may have been something to celebrate a few hundred years ago when food was harder to come by. But in the world in which we live today, where the reality for most of us is that food is in excess all year round, it may be time to stop and question our thinking about buying and eating food to excess at Christmas time. 
isn't it time to reevaluate maybe all of our thinking in this area? We know all of us of the grave impact that obesity has on our society today, on our health and the health of our loved ones, and yet it's still socially acceptable to be seen to eat food to huge excess, especially at this time of year. So I just want to encourage you to think about your thinking around this area. I want to encourage you to question what's normal and maybe consider whether it's time to create a new normal for you. And I just want to say as well that whilst I'm certainly more aware of my thoughts around food and the excess of food at Christmas time than I was five years ago, I will still buy and eat food to excess this Christmas time. I'm a work in progress and probably always will be. I will always be evaluating my thinking and seeing what works for me and my family and what can be changed to create more of what I truly want in life, to align my thinking more with long-term health and well-being and less with instant pleasure and gratification. But it is a work in progress. Okay, so my intention for today's podcast is to help you become more aware of your default thinking. So I just want you to be curious about your thoughts about food at Christmas time. So we're still in number one here, general thinking about food at Christmas time. Do you think thoughts like, I just love mince pies, or it's normal to overeat at Christmas? It's the only time of year that I have whatever it is that comes to mind. Or it's the one time of year that I can get to really indulge and not worry about what I eat. Do you think it's the time of year where you're comfortable overeating because everyone else is overeating? I want you to get really clear on your current thoughts about food at Christmas time. You may have other thoughts about there's too much food. I don't like wasting food. It's difficult to throw away leftovers and not eat them. Try and ask yourself what you are thinking. Be really curious and fascinated about what all of the default thought patterns are that you have around food at Christmas time. You might want to grab a pen and paper and do a thought download, for example. So a lot of your thinking will have come maybe from your childhood. A lot of it comes from society. Just be curious about what is going on for you. Be curious about how food's showing up in other parts of your life, how other people are impacting how you're eating as well. Other thoughts that we may have around food could do along the lines of what we deserve. This idea we often think about, we deserve food in terms of it being a treat. We think about what pleasure we want to get from the food. It could be that you have thoughts like, I work really hard the rest of the year. I should be allowed to have what I want to have at Christmas time. It could just be that you want to get the joy that you get from eating these certain Christmas foods. And then other aspects, of course, could very much be about the tradition. How can you not have Christmas pudding on Christmas Day? It's almost like compulsory that you have to have whatever it is that traditionally in your family you have out of tradition but it's something that resonates with you. Ask yourself, why do you think that you have to have it? For some of us, for example, we don't even like Christmas pudding, but we still have it because it's Christmas pudding. For example, if I think about it, I'm not a particular fan of Christmas pudding, but you can bet I probably eat it at Christmas, even if I don't eat it with my Christmas lunch, because I may have chosen to have another dessert, which I prefer. I then find that maybe nobody else is having the Christmas pudding either. So I end up eating it over the next few days. I eat it anyway. So just be really curious about all of your thoughts that are around food and your traditions. Peel back those layers of the onions and cover what's going on for you. Ask yourself questions so that you can discover and start to see everything more clearly. Essentially, what you're doing here is creating an understanding, a map, if you like, of your relationship with food at Christmas. 
So number two then is your thoughts that lead to feelings of stress, overwhelm or frustration at Christmas. If you are an emotional eater and you eat when you feel stressed and overwhelmed, it's possible that you eat to buffer away the stresses of the season. So this is a bit of a double whammy because not only can Christmas be a time that can be more stressful for many of us, but it becomes easier to turn to food to feel better because it's so readily available. So these may be thoughts like, I haven't got time. I can't make the plans work for everyone. He or she's upset with me. I always have to be the one who, whatever it is. It's likely that it's the feeling that shows up for you first in these situations. You notice you feel frustrated. You may notice you're feeling annoyed or stressed or some other form of negative emotion and you're turning to food to soothe yourself. Sometimes it could be in frustration in a way that can feel a bit like self-sabotage too. Also, we may have stress of different relationships of people who we don't normally spend a lot of time with. We may have thoughts about them that trigger us to overeat and go back to our patterns of emotional eating. Again, the cause is your thinking. And once you've figured out what your thoughts are, the easiest way to help you not overeat is to explore possibilities for thinking differently. Okay, so number three is eating for comfort. Whilst Christmas is a time of sort of business and chaos and family and busy for some, it can be a time of loneliness and sadness for others. We may be missing loved ones. We may be grieving loved ones. We may be on our own or with people that we prefer not to be with. And so something that you may be aware of is a challenge for you. Something that may come up for you here is wanting to eat to comfort yourself because of the loneliness and the discomfort that you may be feeling. For some of you, eating is a way to numb those uncomfortable feelings of loneliness and sadness. And of course, the problem is the food doesn't really make you feel any better. It may provide some temporary momentary relief, but nothing more than that. Eating for comfort can also appear when you're feeling uncomfortable about your weight in a social situation. Maybe you gained weight since you saw your own husband's family last year and you feel uncomfortable wondering what they're thinking of you or you feel physically uncomfortable in what you're wearing, and yet eating and drinking is a distraction from those feelings in the moment. Okay, so number four is what I refer to as taking the path of least resistance. And what I mean by this is eating because of the influence of others. So this could look like you eating the chocolates that were given to you as a gift, even though you really don't want them. It could be having the extra drink because the host at the dinner you're attending keeps insisting. It could be not declining dessert because you know your friends put a lot of effort into making it. Or just simply not saying no thank you because you don't want someone to start a conversation about why you're not eating whatever it is that they maybe know you love. You essentially are not wanting to draw attention to yourself and certainly don't want to start a conversation about whether you're on another diet. Sometimes we think that others expect us to eat anything they offer to us and not decline it. We expect that others expect to be fed a huge feast of food if we're the ones doing the entertaining, if they're visiting us. We have so many thoughts about how we eat in relation to other people. We don't want to not have everything available to people, or maybe we know we cater for people with lots of food as an expression of love, which could equally be what other people are doing for us. So I just encourage you to be really curious about your thoughts about food specifically in relation to other people, both when other people are offering you food and you're the guest and also when you are entertaining and providing food for others as well. So then number five is really about habit. 
when we repeat the think, feel, do cycle enough times, it becomes habitual. So we don't even notice what we're thinking and feeling. We just get to experience the results or the effects of what we are doing. So this looks like clicking into autopilot and it could be being on autopilot of going back for the second helping when we're not even noticing that we're full. It could be eating the box of chocolates until they're all gone, even though they're tasting a little bit sickly and we're not even really enjoying them. So be on the lookout for ways in which you switch onto food and eating autopilot over Christmas too, and be curious and fascinated about why you may be doing that. And start to think about how maybe you want to make some changes and stay alert and intentional about your responses and reactions as they relate to food and eating and drinking and others around you. Okay, so that's what I have for you today. I'm really just encouraging you to observe your own thinking around this Christmas time for you. Be fascinated and be curious about everything that you're doing, everything that you're feeling, everything that you're thinking. And you're going to get so much useful and valuable information that's going to help you understand your relationship with food. Okay. As I mentioned, awareness of what's going on for you with regards to your relationship with food and how that's impacting how you are eating is the first step that you will want to take before changing and creating the new relationship with food that you want. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and are ready to live a more intentional life, lose weight as a part of that journey and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, then I would be honoured to have you join the Lose Weight Live Life Academy membership and coach with me. The programme offers different levels of support to suit you, including self-paced learning, twice-weekly calls, private coaching, an amazingly caring community, and lots more. Find out all the details about when and how you can join at www.thebestyou.coach forward slash coaching.